social media has been taking over the world. And so now we need to figure out how we can be ourselves, not just when we're speaking to other people, but also when we are online, posting things on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever it is. And so with me today, I have an expert in this matter, and that is Aaron Trustner. Thank you, so Aaron, so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, RJ. So as I mentioned at the beginning, um, Aaron, she is an expert in branding and helping people understand how to show their best when they are online. So I'm going to be picking Aaron's brain and we're going to figure out how we can use her techniques and her tricks in order, I should say tricks, but uh, her techniques and skills in order Some for us to be Some of them are very fancy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am so excited to do this. So thank you for joining the PMP podcast. I'm your host, RJ. So thanks again, Aaron, for joining us on the PMP podcast, the best podcast for property management professionals, at least in my opinion. And I am so excited. Branding has been something that I have seen as a, a, an incredibly important part of business. And I think people tend to have a very narrow perspective on what branding is. Um, just idea that well, it's graphics, it's the logo, it's a name, but it's, it's so much more than that. So can you tell us, Let's start there. What What is branding and why is it important for people to really have a good brand identity? Excellent question. So you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. Branding is so much more than your logo uh, and your imagery. It's your it's your copywriting. It's your voice, your brand voice. And again, that's what we're going to talk about in a little while, staying authentic to what you're representing online. It is how you present yourself on social media. It threads through anything. I mean, even businesses that have physical brick and mortars or who need physical print items that threads to all of those marketing avenues that you would reach a potential uh, customer. Perfect. And so what is your background with a branding? How did you get into this field? So actually the, the funniest story about this is that my business uh, started by accident. The knowledge didn't start yeah. by accident, but my business did. Um, I have a degree in marketing and management and I was working for a high net worth uh, financial firm, had a wonderful job as their VP of marketing and slowly just started to get some clients of my own as far as on the, on the graphic design end of the spectrum. Um, you know, fresh out of college, doing a little side gig to make a little extra money and stuff. And uh, it just took off and it took off because of social media and because of the power of the referral and treating my customers and clients how I would want to be treated if I'm ordering something online and having that experience, that customer experience. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a funny story. That's the short version of the story. Um, but I just took my knowledge of what I had learned, you know, both in in school and in the real world and found a way to appeal to the small business owner um, in a way that they felt like branding was approachable and an easy attainable thing to actually be able to bring in the customer the right customer the target audience and um, make them money awesome so let's start from a, a very ground basic level and we're going to try and, and build up from there so again this is going to be focused on on property management here so let's say you have a property manager they are just starting out, they have a handful of doors 
they have a name. It, it's something, you know, John Smith's property management or something very basic. And, and again, some logo that their, maybe their nephew came up with or something. Where do they start to go from this very basic place and start growing their brand and growing their brand identity? Okay. It's a great question. So again, make sure that all of those things that you have, even if someone is creating a logo for you to start out, that's a family member. If you don't have a budget in mind right now to, for the marketing side of things, make sure that everything you're putting out there, whether it's online, whether it is in, you know, how you're ever, if you're doing any local advertising or, you know, pitching to local people that you are now having this business, make sure that your brand voice is very authentic and clear on who you serve very niche down uh, any sort of budget that you fall into as far as um, that area goes and just be really sure that as you start putting yourself out there online and trying to gain an audience that maybe you don't know them personally that you are staying true to what you offer who you serve and that those aspects of your business from the ground up are crystal clear for your audience Okay, so when you're starting off and you and you can, so you're talking about niching down or niching down, um, what? How, so one of the challenges I think a lot of people run into is that at the beginning, that they're mainly focused on just getting customers and trying to find and and willing to take on just anybody. So is it how do you how do you balance that out? That the need for business, the need for clients, need for people to just get money in the door, but also at the same time trying to establish a, and, and this, this very focused niche about who your customer is. Great question. So it seems like in any industry, um, including property management, that the greatest way to do this would just be appeal to everyone and spray and pray. And then I'm just going to fill all my, my doors. I'm going to do all of that. But what ends up happening is you end up getting a non-ideal client for you. And eventually down the line, that can lead to dissatisfaction for them and for you. So the reason that we tell people to niche down um, is the spray and pray method, as I like to call it, is you're going to end up trying to please everyone and you're going to end up pleasing no one because the right person for you and that person that's like, I really need what this property manager is offering, it doesn't hear it for all the noise of you trying to, to appeal to everyone. So when you target down who you want to offer to who you want in your doors and you make a profile of that person and you know who they are, what their pain points are, what their budget is, we are where they're spending time. And if you're a good fit for them, you can target your social media messaging directly to them. And then they know, oh, they're talking to me. This is something that I want because they're hearing that specific targeted message. Okay, so uh, if I understand your, that correctly, it's you, you would say that it's so important to keep it focused about who the, the, the kind of customer you want to serve and um, is that maybe you still be open to other people who um, might fall in and, and still accept that message or is it still try and stay focused on just that, um, that your, your target so you really do build up the reputation of serving just that target? Right. So you can, and, and you might find that some people will fit into that target once they know mm -hmm. what you're offering. Um, but something else to consider too, with, and I tell a lot of my clients this is, even if someone who's seeing your message is not the right ideal person for you, whether, you know, it could be a number of factors, obviously in property management, um, they might know someone who is. 
And when you put that message out there consistently and you're saying, hey, this is what I'm offering. This is geared toward, you know, this X profile of person. And even if somebody is over here watching and seeing what you're doing and they don't fit that, they might, that gets their wheels turning and they think, oh, I know two or three people that they need to know this information, that they, mm -hmm. this would be a good fit. So it's not always, it might be a funnel through of finding someone, but the mess, when the message is clear, the audience knows who you're looking for and why you would be a good fit for them. Okay. So, um, as far, far as the messaging goes, um, once you have this idea of who your target audience is and who your ideal customer is, how do you figure out what messages work well with them and what resonates with that person? Okay. So when you make the profile of the person, you answer uh, the questions about who you serve, what are their pain points? That's going to give you so much great content because you know what they're looking for at this point. You've made that, you've lined that out. Um, so you mm -hmm. can gear your messaging directly to that. So uh, I always say start every single post or reel or video, whatever platform you're on with a great hook. Three mistakes people make when looking for blank. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you can do anything like that. So always start with a hook where they're like, well, and maybe I did that and now I have to know what to do to fix it. Right. So when you're hooking people in, you have three, literally three seconds, whether it's a video or the first line of a caption on a static post. So make sure that that first phrase is just something that they're like, I have to know what's going on here. The information that they're offering me is valuable. Um, and then I always say that you can choose to inspire. You can choose, you can choose to educate and um, educate would to me with property manage, it would be a, a big thing for your audience. Um, you know, you could go into a number of things, you know, watch out for these things when looking for a property, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. educating in your, in this industry to me is going to be where, uh, sort of a superpower lies because not a lot of people want to pull back the curtain on what goes on behind the scenes as the property manager. Right. So if yeah. you could educate your audience, um, uh, from their perspective and your perspective, that that's a really powerful, uh, tool to be able to use. And I always say, I don't care what you sell, what you offer, if you're service-based, if you're product-based, but if you offer value first, then you will get people booking into your doors. Absolutely. Yeah. We actually, um, we had a previous episode here and, uh, about talking about, uh, some, uh, some similar topics. And that was the same thing that we, we discussed there is this idea that when you, when you educate people, you're going to have some people who will take that education, say, great, I'm getting this free content. I'm going to learn how to do it. And I can just do it myself. But the reality is those people don't actually make good clients. They don't make good customers to work with. But then you have the other people that are the, who see that and say, oh, this person is an expert. They really understand the details about what I'm feeling and experiences I'm dealing with. I'm going to hire them to go and do the, my, that service for me. Is that the same idea what you're talking about? Yeah, abs uh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, and sometimes it's, it's a social media and showing up authentically online, right? This is, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So when you start mm -hmm. something like this, you, you have to train your audience um to take that action so if you're thinking like somebody who starts out and maybe does it themselves like you were saying they might come to realize oh you know as as you 
continually put your message out there that they are an ideal fit for you because they want to switch their perspective. Yeah. No, it's, that's actually, that's a really good point that when people start, if, if you say, here's how to do, here's how to go file an eviction and someone says, okay, I understand the steps. I want to start doing it myself. And then they start going through it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is way more of a headache than I realized. I wish I just had someone take care of this to begin with. The next time you go say so, something about, you know, how to handle after hours emergency calls or something like that, um, then someone can hear that and say, you know what? I remember last time where I tried to do a picture of my own. That was too much. This, they're actually talking to me now. I, I'm just going to go and hire a property manager to go take care of these problems so I don't have to deal with them anymore. So right. that that's a great pers- um, point there. Um, I want to circle, go back slightly here. You mentioned um, when you're starting to make the content. So this is where you're making content for social media, where it be a, again, blog post, a Instagram video or reel where, um, again, I'm not good at the Instagram terminology yet, um, but you're making this, this kind of content for online. You want to have a good tagline. Now, can you break down what, what is it? What, or not tagline, but a, a good hook. That's a good hook. Yes. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. What are, what are the elements of a good hook? What makes a good hook versus a bad hook? So again, like I said, we want to capture that attention right off the bat. So it can be mm-hmm. motivational. It can be educational. It can be controversial, uh, obviously within the realms of <laughs> uh, certain, <laughs> you know, co- controversies, one of those things that it will drive the comments. It will drive the engagement. Uh, yeah. So just make sure that, I mean, I have tons of examples personally um, that I give to my clients of, of examples of books. So, I mean, it could be like I mentioned before, three mistakes property managers make when serving an eviction or, mm-hmm. you know, steal my secret for smooth eviction paperwork you know so you can do these sure, things yeah you need to weigh your knowledge and things like that so if you mm-hmm. so i always say put yourself in your audience's position what do they want to know what's going to be the thing that they're like well now i have to follow them because they're giving me they're giving me this value on how to do these things um and then you know, transition into being uh, either a follower, a paying customer with educated or your educational material, however you're serving your audience, whatever you're providing them. Um, But those hooks are just going to be, you got to offer the value first. It's like, you got to stick your hand out if you want the handshake. I always say that whenever I provide value on my personal social media pages about branding, marketing, coaching, and I'm speaking directly to the small business owner, um, my free content value is as good or better than the value that they pay to work with me. So that's how you're going to sort of get that, um, that draw them in is that, that Mm -hmm. level of value. Don't be afraid. Don't give away the farm, (laughs) but be, don't be afraid to give those little snippets, like the three key steps to this, or, you know, Mm -hmm. I bet you didn't know this about X, Y, Z and pull back that curtain. You're obviously going to always have somebody who knows the answers to what you're giving. Um, but the point is to appeal to 90% of your audience. Yep. Um, good, good. Example. So when it comes to like the motivational, um, how would you write a, a hook? I can understand the, the controversial. I can understand the educational motivational one is actually one. I, I can't think of how I would, I would, I would do a motivational hook. Can you give me an example of that? Okay, let me ask you a question and I think I'll be able to. <laughs> um, okay. So as a property manager, um, 
what is a very common uh, pain point that you deal with in the industry across, like generally across the board that, that frustrates the property manager? Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it differently. Um, so property managers solving solutions for owners. So a common solution, and so we want to speak to owners of, of the properties primarily to get to start to manage their properties. So uh, there's a lot of problems they have. Uh, again, after our emergency calls to the big one, um, collecting late rent, doing any kind of delinquency collections is, is another big one. So I'll, I'll leave those two for you that you can use. Okay, so let's go with the, let's go with the delinquency thing. Let's, okay. let's follow that track. So if you're, if you know that is a pain point for your owners, okay, that is a, that's a very big thing, you know, let me incur, like if dealing or like, let me back up, dealing with delinquency issues, let me be an, like, let this be an encouragement to you, bam, list some things they can do to help. So you're, mo you're motivating them, you're inspiring them, you're being more on the softer side of things and giving them the encouragement they need to deal with things through tip-based information. Uh, so it's more about that voice. Uh, you switch your voice to saying, you know, we understand you. This is a pain point that you're dealing with as an owner. Here's how I can help you through that, uh, relating to them when it comes to being like motivational and then at the end giving encouragement. So, you know, if you're dealing with these issues. This is something that I can help with, you know, send me a message if you'd like more information or something like that. So they feel like they, you have connected to them and bolted into their problem and that you are there willing to inspire them to hurdle the problem. So, okay. So maybe I, I want to try and uh, frame it up a differently in my the way my mind is understanding this. So you speak to them in a situation where they are already experiencing this problem in a really bad way. And then you are coming in saying, Hey, I have the lifeline. You're drowning here. I have the um, this flotation lifesaver device. You can, you can have so you can come out of that, and I can help you with that process. Is that the perspective we're taking with the motivational? Absolutely. So that's just like an encouragement, a motivational. Like you're going to get through this. We're going to get through your pain point A, B, C, whatever you are tackling in your your post, your your video. Um, it's just about letting them know that there is they are going to get through this hurdle because. I'm sure there are a number of things in property management and being an owner of these properties that property managers can solve and help them get through when they're dealing with uh, a host of issues, obviously. So uh, it's just, again, that that encouragement, that motivation of like, if you have these pain points, this is how I can help you. Here's the steps I would take. Contact me for more information um, about how to solve that problem. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That That makes sense now. Um, so then going on, we have, we have this idea about the, the content that we, that the, the topic we want to make, um, and, and how we're going to hook the person in. So what are the most important forms of content to make off of that idea? Are you talking about specific, like when you, we talk about like static posts or, and versus videos, or is that kind of what you're referring to? Yeah. So again, so we're coming from the perspective that we have this brand new property management company and we want to get the the most bang for our buck, so to speak, something that if it takes us an hour to, to do this, it's going to have the most, whether it be um, clicks or the most uh, people calling us or whatever, what is going to be the most effective way for us to get our message out there? So it's actually not the form of media that you're choosing. I mean, I always tell people basic foundation beyond Facebook, beyond Instagram and TikTok is obviously taking over 
the world now. Mm -hmm. So yep. but it's about the steps of creating a post with the hook, with the educational information, and then at the very end, you want to have a call to action. So on every single okay. post, how you're going to get people in to do things and take the action that you want, whether it is click this link, call me to for to you know book me as your property manager, whatever you want them to do, you have to decide what that post call to action is at the bottom and say, call me at whatever number to discuss, you know, my property management services and how I can help or send me a message share with someone who need who might need this information as a as an owner so you are going through every single post that you make every single video every single reel and at the very end if you don't ask them to do something they're probably not going to do it so it's the it's more of a step by step process with the hooking them in giving the value and then the call to action and that's how you determine what action they take with you okay um so once we have this, uh, this, we have this all figured out we, and we have the post made um, and we start and you think that the form doesn't matter so much, but the part here, and this goes to the second part of what we want to talk about today is again, the showing up authentically online. And this is something we've again mentioned in, in other um, episodes on this podcast is the importance of authenticity. So what are some, what are these strategies or tactics or tricks like I mentioned before that we can use in order to show up authentically? Okay, great question. So the first step is gonna be self-discovery, okay? So my example is always myself on this. So if I was always scared at the beginning of my business, sort of that spray and pray we talked about, I was trying to appeal to a host of people. I, I live in Northwest Oklahoma, okay? We run cattle, I'm very Western in my style, I'm very, and I was very scared to present who I was on a personal level to my audience because I, I was scared to appeal to not appeal to everyone. So the self-discovery is, is I always say, start with your personality traits. So if you, we all know video is, is king right now on Instagram, TikTok, yeah. like very important to put your face out there as the property manager. So the owners know who they're dealing with and see you and really feel that one-to-one -one connection with you. So I always say your personality traits are your superpowers. So if you are funny, maybe that's how you appeal to your, your audience because obviously property management and ownership can be kind of a serious subject. I mean, you're dealing with, can, you can deal with some serious issues, but if you can put your personality twist on, what if you're really good at these tips? What if you find as you start doing this social media stuff that you, you have some really good knowledge that people need to know and you have good tips and you have good interaction skills. I mean, use those and that's how you're going to show up authentically is by projecting who you truly are and the information that you have and the value that you can offer and putting that out there. So definitely take stock of yourself and what you feel comfortable portraying and your personality. If you were talking to a friend, how would a friend um, describe you? What are some adjectives that they would use and try to take that because those are going to be your strengths and your natural inclinations and use that as you start making your brand voice and putting out these captions and these videos. Um, so definitely that's first. I already mentioned show your face. So it seems kind of counterintuitive. Like they're like, well, I want to be able to provide this information and they don't need to see the man behind the curtain, but 
the man behind the curtain or woman <laughs> is going to be what draws them in because you're giving them a different perspective and showing them who you are and that you're a real person behind this business and you're invested in their growth and their well-being as you as their property manager um so we already talked about the captions with the hooks <laughs> uh doing those things with then you get the hook get the content the value in there and then ask for that ask for that action in your voice so once you kind of do that self-discovery it'll be a lot easier to write those captions because you're not struggling to talk like someone else you're not struggling to communicate like someone else you're doing it in a manner that's easy uh for you and then in that content, address those pain points. Address those pain points that you're dealing with uh, with your ideal owner client. You know, make a full list and just go down and and address those. So um, that's how you would kind of do that. Start of that process is it's kind of a it's kind of a fun process. The self discovery about how you want to be portrayed online. Well, so what if someone and if maybe you've had this before, if someone comes to you and says, "Well, I I, I don't know anything that." any strengths they have. I, I don't feel like I, I'm anything special. Um, how do you help them with trying to identify what makes them special and unique? So that's what I would say. How would your best friends describe you? And that's, uh, I've literally gone through the process with clients of telling them, okay, I know sometimes we don't want to toot our own horn. We don't want to, you know, <laughs> we're scared to saying like, these are my strengths. This is what I feel like I'm good at. Um, so that's when you want to ask some trusted people in your life. And I've literally gone through the exercise of, Go talk to your three closest, the people you are the closest to, the three closest people, yeah. whether it's your, it can be friends, family, it doesn't matter, um, and ask them to describe you and ask them what they think you are good at because they're looking at you and your job. They're, they're seeing all these things that you're, that you're doing and how you run your business and how you're trying to get new uh, owner clients and things like that. So it is a, it is one of those things that you'll see similarities. And that's what I tell them is you're going to come back to the list. And a lot of the things that the three or four people you ask, it's going to be the same thing. And then that's kind of when you know, like, okay, you know, maybe I am really good at um, putting a positive spin on a bad situation, or maybe I'm really good at, I'm a good advice giver and, or I'm a good educator. And then you can take that information and start with that baseline and as you get more comfortable just with the repetition of putting yourself out there online, making the content, uh, you'll slowly start to just, the flow will become so much more natural. Yeah, absolutely. And and something we actually talked about on our episode here for that regarding video is this idea that people never actually experience themselves in the same way everyone else does. That when you look at the mirror, you are seeing a reverse of what everyone else sees of you. And when you hear your voice, so your own voice, it's deeper than what other people hear of you. And so people aren't used to viewing themselves the way that other people are, even in a very real physical sense. And so the idea that you can go and, and talk to people and people will actually be able to have a point out things that, again, good and bad, uh, but uh, more of a good here. So we want to focus on um, yeah. <laughs> about uh, about the things that, that make you special and make you unique that people have just never thought of before. It's true. Sometimes uh, you don't, you don't have those, those views of yourself. So definitely a good exercise to start. And I definitely agree with the last episode. Before. Yeah. So, um, as far as then, uh, um, so we, we have this idea of, we know the kind of content we want to make and we're starting to go and build up this identity of how we show up online. Um, how do we take this authentic identity that we have and then make it part of 
the brand identity as a whole that touches every aspect of our brand? Great question. So again, the voice that you would speak in to someone in person about these same issues, if you were face to face with uh, one of your with one of your clients or someone that you're trying to sign on and be their property manager, take that voice and put it out there online. So I always say keep the cat the conversation as casual as you can and authentic. So however you speak to those people is how you're doing it um, online, and that will make it so much easier to not only put your voice out there because you're not trying to struggle to be somebody that you're not, but it will also make the ideas for your content a lot easier. If you're, if you're, you know, in a point where you're trying to plan your content out for the week, the month, however you end up doing it, um, because you're not struggling to try to sound like somebody over here or somebody over here, you're, you're being, you're staying in your lane and you're talking how you would to someone in person. Um, and that also comes with a little bit of practice. Um, you feel kind of awkward at first sometimes when you start doing that online because you're like, I'm talking to nobody. Who, who am I talking to? I don't know. Um, but with practice, it becomes a lot easier. Okay. Uh, so I'm also have a, another question here. I just thought of, um, I think it back to a company I used to work for and there were, there was the CEO and there was the president and they were the the CEO was very much of this introverted person who um, wore a lot of like these um, button-down plaid shirts and jeans. Uh, a very again, nothing. It was a type of bad or anything. It was just it was very more casual um, than what the president was wearing, who would often wear um, a, a, a suits, a tie, very well put together, extremely charismatic and and extroverted, and they they had this uh, very different perspectives on on how. They presented themselves, even though they're in the same organization. Is there a way, or is there a, a a way and or a benefit that if you're partnering with someone, you can use these differences to be able to maybe cast a wider net, or or how do you balance out these differences to still have this unique brand identity for your company? So you just have to stay true to you, right? You're mm -hmm. going to appeal to if you have that target audience in mind, and you're going to appeal to that target audience. Some of your messaging might relate more philosophically to the guy in the suit. Some of it might relate more to the, the casual guy. My question would be, if they're in business together, their ideals are probably close to the same, hopefully, if mm -hmm. they're running a successful uh, business. So I always go back to the foundational knowledge of uh, you know their business, how they are operating, how they believe in operating, how they believe in hiring on a property manager and things like that. So. The voice, your voice might appeal to one or the other um, if they are different in personality. But if your brand message is consistent and your value is consistent, then hopefully if they're in business together, they see the benefit of hiring you. Sure. Okay. Um, and then uh, what about also then, uh, again, going back to the idea of, of using social media, what about um, taking on different trends? Is it do you, do you think it looks um, that it's a good idea to try and start adopting some of the more um, the memes and the trends that show up on TikTok and Instagram? Or is it better to try and keep yourself away from those and try and, and, and be separate from that? Great question. Um, I'm definitely a proponent of both. My first thing would always be start with the education, the value, okay? And if it doesn't fit into a trend, don't force a trend to fit into what you're offering, okay? 
if there mm-hmm. is something that you see that is a trend, if it's an audio or a concept, and you're like, oh, I could add value to my audience or I could spin it this way and be creative and catch some eyes, definitely use it. But I always say don't try to stuff a trend into your business. Let those flow naturally. So if you end up seeing one, you're like, I could do something really cool with this, go for it for sure. Um, but the first step is always going to be try to add the value, try to educate. Yeah, yeah, of course. We want to make sure that uh, everyone's always getting that value. Um, so we have this, uh, let, let's again, go back to our, our, this, this person, he, um, has this property management business and he has started to go and, uh, make this content that goes online that, and it is building up his brand voice. Where does he go from there? How does he continue to, uh, to, to establish himself and to get recognized as an expert in that industry or in that field? Excellent question. <laughs> so I mean, the reason that a lot of businesses are have an online presence, I mean, majority of them now do, whether it's social media, a website, you know, networking groups, things like that, is because you can reach an audience that is so much further than what you could in person or, you know, doing the old fashioned way of referrals, which are still fantastic. But now think about how many referrals most businesses get online from someone that they've never met, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. when you have that reach, let's use it to your advantage. So uh, social media networking is a great way to get um, your foot in the door with a lot of people very quickly. So I always say, if you want the connection, start it. Go follow people who inspire you as a business owner. Go follow people who make you a better business owner, aka tips, tricks for what you do. You can follow people who do what you do. You can follow people who don't do what you do. Inspiration can obviously come from a wide uh, variety of sources. And then all the people who you can learn from. So if somebody's putting out that valuable educational content that you can then take and learn your, for yourself and put it out there uh, for what you learned, definitely do that. And then, you know, genuinely interact. Follow those people. Genuinely, if they post something that resonates with you and is helpful to you, go comment, tell them that and write a genuine comment, not just, you know, fire emoji heart uh go in and genuinely do make those connections and shake those virtual hands um is a great way now some people you know they might not see you at first if they have a larger following they might not comment back or something but that's where the consistency comes in social media networking you it's you've got to be very consistent with it doesn't mean you have to do it every second of, of every day we all have other tasks in our businesses that we're having to to go do but taking time every day to go interact, find people um, that you want to connect with. It can be who you want to buy from you. And it, again, can be people who you want to learn from um, and start cultivating those relationships. And a tip that I learned a few years ago from someone who actually follows me, which you can learn from your followers too, is um, when I started following this person, they messaged me a private message and said, Aaron, thank you so much for being here with me. I'm so glad you're a part of my community. If there's ever anything I can do for you or questions I can answer, my inbox is always open. Something very genuine, very light, not salesy, um, you know, shows that your goal is connection uh, with them. And I just told her, I said, I have to steal this and I will give you credit <laughs> every chance I can um, that you're the one that taught me this. And I do that now or try to do that with my audience and say, thank you so much for being here. Uh, 
those little touches, those little special touches go um, a long way in um, cultivating those relationships online and starting that network uh, from the ground up as you try to build your business. So at what point do you think it's appropriate to message someone on social media that you're following? Uh, message, so give me a context. Are you talking about messaging for uh, to get them to become a uh, client of yours? Are you talking about just genuinely interacting? What's sort of a scenario here? Uh, well, I guess um, I would see it there's, there's two ways. So one is that uh, there's the, so in my mind, you have one that you want to be a client of yours. And you want to message them out to say, hey, I can offer a service that's going to help you. And there's the other one, which is someone that is a significant um, trendsetter within the industry or the field that you're working within. And you want to reach out to them to build that connection. So that way, maybe there's some collaboration, there's some additional things where you might be able to, again, uh, again I guess, build clout off of that, that person. Um, again, I can see both of these where... If you have this person that is this recognizable name within the industry that you want to connect with to try and start networking with to, again, build your own cloud, that can be just come off as, again, just cloud chasing. Um, and also, very similarly, if you're ta trying to go after a client and you message them too soon or message them in, you, you, in a in a way that, that I guess is, is maybe inappropriate or, or, or for whatever for the way people interact on social media... Um, again, I'm someone that tends to just overthink things way too much. And so I always get really nervous about messaging people and thinking, oh, it's, something's going to be bad. They're not going to think I'm, I'm worthy enough. Again, that whole um, imposter syndrome that oftentimes people deal with. So I, I guess in both contexts, what, how do you know if you should message them or if you should just leave a comment and, and how would you approach that? So I would handle each one a little differently. So if you're talking about someone sure. that you're like, I want to, I want to, them to be my client. I want the owner. I want to, I want to get their business. Um, I always say proceed with very much caution with cold messaging. Um, mm -hmm. so cultivate that relationship on the front end. If they're posting to their stories and you want to hit three, there's reaction buttons in there. You can say, you can even comment like, Oh, that's so funny. Or, you know, I've had that similar experience. Ha ha. Good luck. Or whatever, you know, whatever you want to say, they're starting that relationship kind of slow it's a crock pot out of microwave. Is so it? I would say start it low and slow, go in there every day consistently, pepper in, you know, your, your genuine comments, your reactions. Um, you know, even if they, they post something, a pain point, right? Let's say like you're following somebody who you want to be, uh, you want to manage their properties and they post something on their stories. It's like, can you believe this happened to me today? You know, you can, that's an opportunity right there to comment and say, haha, you know, this has happened to me before, to one of my other owners before, this is what they did to fix it. And then you go in their message and offer them just value. No, no other salesy pitch. That's a great way to do that. If you want to connect via message. So again, that value so, on that end. And then if you're messaging someone. Yeah. Sorry, real, real, real fast on that. So would it be better to message them about that or even to say, I'm going to, uh, again, uh, I'm not good with, with, with social media. So I think of Twitter, but I guess it's not quite accurate, but, um, respond to them with a video and say uh, that that's a public for everyone to see that says, Hey, saw that you had this problem. Here's how I dealt with this problem in the past myself. 
Um, if you have any questions, um, feel free to reach out. Which would do you think would be a better w- approach? I think that's great. If you feel like you cultivated even just a little bit of a relationship at the very beginning, just, you know, you're, you're, you're on there, they see your name, you're on their page. I think that's great. If you have a physical uh, document solution to something and you can just say, hey, here's this, if you have any questions, message me, we're all in this together sort of thing. I think that is, that's more than five, which that's your, that's just your personal way of providing value. And as you start yeah. to, to cultivate that, you'll learn what works for you and what you feel comfortable with on that end. But yes, if you have made content that would help them, I think that's, that's more than fine. Okay. Okay. And it's just, right. so you're saying then about the, um, someone that's with it, an industry trendsetter. Right. So I absolutely see your point. Like you said, it's clout, it might seem like clout chasing, but it's, it's, if you do it again in that genuine way and you're not, and you're not just being like, Hey, look at me, look at me. You know, you just, you want to network and, and, and shake their hand virtually. And, you know, even things like if they're posting content that you're like, I relate to that, or wow, that's a great tip, or that's a great content for me to take and, and be able to put my twist on it and, and share with my audience. And those are things, those are things you can tell that, you know, give them a compliment, tell them why their content is genuinely helping you. Um, make those connections like that. And once they, they'll notice that your responses are going to come off differently than someone who would actually be clout chasing. Um, Uh so stay genuine. Don't do the, just the emoji, um, you know, comments on things, go in there and really offer your two cents, offer, you know, encouragement, praise, or, you know, why you love their content. Um, and then they will eventually start to, to notice and see that your responses are genuine and, and different from other people. Okay. Um, so as far as you try to build, when you start to build up your presence online, um, how much time do you need to actually spend on these various platforms? It seems like whenever I tried to get onto Instagram or any of these things, I end up spending just too much time trying to do it with, and it doesn't seem like I'm getting results out of it. So is there a metric about how many posts a week I have to make or how many comments I should be making on a daily basis? What are your thoughts on that? So there, every social media expert in quotes is going to have a different view on this. It's how, because a lot of it is largely based on what's worked for them. Right. So yeah, my, my two cents on this is you need to be on social media consistently, but consistently does not mean constantly. You can run a successful business online and make those connections and start to build that Monday through Friday. If you're not a weekender that you don't need to, to do Saturday, Sunday, if it's causing you, you know, Time, don't sacrifice time with your family. Don't sacrifice time on yourself to to do this because eventually you're just, you're just going to lead to burnout. So mm-hmm. there's no magic number. And I know no one wants to hear that. Um, I do believe in the theory that the more you are, are doing it and the more content you're putting out, the higher the odds you have to be seen. Um, but it doesn't mean that you need to be posting five times a day or anything like that. I mean, I think if you're posting one to two times a day, five days a week. Um, and I know that's going to sound like a lot to someone who's not experienced in social mm-hmm. media, um, but it's like anything else. The more you practice, the more you dedicate to it, the more you maybe even set yourself a schedule uh, about what you're going to post and plan your content out a little bit. It's going to take some of the stress off of that. And the practice is just going to hone your skill and you're going to be able to eventually just be like, this is a breeze. 
It's not a problem for me to come up with content. Uh, it's not a problem for me to get on and show my face on stories and talk about the, today's topic of the day or whatever you decide to do and however you decide to run your social media. Uh, consistency is going to be key. And again, we've hammered home this whole conversation, but value. Value and consistency is yeah. what's going to get you uh, a long way, especially at the very beginning. And so what about uh, curating different kind of content for different platforms? I mean, can you put the Instagram Reels and TikTok, uh, uh, TikToks, whatever they're, they're called on there. I never use TikTok. Um, and then YouTube Shorts. Can you make them all the same or is it one hundred percent? No, don't cause yourself more work because <laughs> probably okay. some of your audience will be different per platform. So again, I will use myself as an example and anyone is welcome to go to my pages and look and see how I run, how I do things for my business. Uh, but it's true. I will create a reel for Instagram and then I will look at it and go, okay, do I think this would perform better on Facebook? Cause Facebook is more of a static platform. Still the reels feature is available. Um, but sometimes with Facebook, it's better to turn things into a static post. So I will take the caption. I will find a, a graphic, um, a photo of something, you know, as, as is related, uh, to your industry. And I would post it statically on Facebook and then I'll go to TikTok. I'll just download the reel to my phone. Uh, and then I will go upload it to TikTok and same caption, same everything. Um, so definitely don't cause yourself, <laughs> uh, more work that is necessary. You can absolutely repurpose, uh, your information. And then something I would like to touch on, if you don't mind, RJ, same huh? sort of concept there. Social media, like with the trends of audios and, and things like that, there's also social media trends on posting techniques, if I want to call it that. So uh, used to be when you had a business page or on Instagram, Facebook that, you know, they said, oh, you know, pepper in a lot of personal stuff because that just really gives your audience a good idea. It's switched now. They want to see your face. Your face is the personal stuff and then the value, right? So we've kind of had a switch on what audiences want to see. And a recent shift, um, there's actually been two big shifts recently in social media and to, again, connect with your audience. And it is, you can actually use your personal Facebook page. So I know we have a business page, right? Set up, dedicated, it's named after your business. Um, there's been a lot of research lately that actually posting to your personal page, which seems very counterintuitive, <laughs> um, is, it? is a good way to go. Um, so you can also try that technique um, and posting your content, doubling your content down again and putting it on your personal Facebook page. Try it for, I would say try it for 30 days. Go in and look at your metrics, see how many more people you're getting views from. And that's going to tell you whether you should continue to do it or not. But when I tested this out for my own clientele purposes and just to be able to tell my clients how it did or did not work. Uh, in 30 days, my views and um, uh, my statistics were up across the board over 2,500%. Not wow. 25, not 250%, 2,500%. So there's a little shift there as far as um, experimentation and it's all what, you know, experiment, see what works for you. Um, but that's something, and then SEO, which is search engine optimization, keyword based searches are very huge. So in property management, um, you know, you would go make a list of hot button keywords that you on your on your topics, right? If you have a topic you're, you're talking about 
and make sure that those keywords are in your captions of your posts because Instagram is now a very SEO based, like a Google, and it runs through your caption and looks to see if you have these keywords and then will show it to the appropriate audience. So those social media shifts are something like someone like me or another social media, um, you know, manager or a VA or someone who is on social media to offer social media tips as their literal job would be somebody great to follow because they're going to know those trends a lot of times before the mainstream audience and be, and you can get a jump on those as well. So oh, yeah. a little tangent there, but something to pay attention to as a new business on, on social media. Um, that's sort of the two new waves of how people are digesting information. Yeah, I know, I know it's uh, the SEO that it just, it, it seems like the rules change on that so much and that staying on top of it, again, this is why, you know, digital marketers exist. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but for me, this is probably one of the biggest ones is trying to up, stay up to date on changes to SEO, uh, you know, best practices is take, it, it takes so much time and to go back and modify right. content or to do things to try and, and make sure you're always making sure your content is SEO friendly is, it is an absolute headache. Uh, you, you mentioned here about um, personal pages though, and in business pages, what about groups? Uh, do you use a lot of groups on Facebook? I love groups. Okay. Groups are a fantastic, fantastic resource. Um, I, my example is here, RJ, would I have met you if I would have not been in the same podcast group as you, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, yep. So getting into groups that relate to direct industry related. So I'm in some groups that are, that are for small business that my target audience is consistently asking for. I need a graphic designer for a logo for a new business. I'm your girl, right? I need a class on social media show up and how to be authentic online. I'm your girl, right? So groups for who your audience is and you want to attract and groups that you can learn from and be educated by and things like that, like the podcast group where I met you, RJ, um, are, are absolutely fantastic. Um, and when you go into those groups, especially the ones who, you know, are geared toward your ideal customer, there's an opportunity to go ahead and put your value out there. And if somebody put, you know, is looking for something is, you know, has a question there's, that's a great networking opportunity as well. So I am a very big proponent of, of groups for sure. I, yeah, per, in my opinion, I actually, I think that groups is probably the, the mini marketplace, but I think groups is probably hands down the biggest value offer that Facebook has right now out of all their other various things. I guess Instagram is a separate thing in this, in my calculation here. Uh, but the amount of, um, results I've gotten from groups, I've done a couple of different things and, and just to share my insights here, because. Uh, I started doing voiceovers. I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I used to do voiceovers and the way I would find clients, I tried going on to Upwork and Fiverr, a lot of these other websites, and it was just uh, nothing, nothing would come up from that. But then I would go onto Facebook groups where people are looking for those things. And I got all of my business there and I didn't have to go pay the 20% tax that, you know, Upwork and all these other places do. The amount of business that's going on in these groups is enormous and then on top of that i also have started my own group as a local group just to um 
network, just a, a local networking group. And it's not massive. Like it, there's, I think, uh, 250 people right now. So it's not a very big group, but it allows me to see all the people who are interested in networking to be on top of that, to again, establish myself in a very local way that I'm a, I'm a person that's important to get to know. And that is extremely valuable. And you can use that same idea within other industries where if you, you want to start a group about, well, we're talking about property management, we'll start a property management group. You can do that. And again, it allows you to keep a thumb on the industry. And then the more you can position your group and what the niche of the group is and what its purpose is, um, allows you to also get more um, influence and more of a reputation as an expert just because you're running a group and have built it up to a thousand, two thousand, twenty thousand people or whatever it might actually be. Yes, I know that if you if uh, you're not putting any video on like YouTube short, no one can see me here, but I'm vigorously nodding my head yes. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> all of that. <laughs> so um awesome. Well uh, we're coming up to the end of our time here. Um so I wanna can you tell me more about um trust or design, what it is you do and what what value you offer to people? Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. Um, so Trustor Designs is full service branding, marketing, graphic design company. I've been doing this since 2011. My specialty, my niche is small business. So I rebrand small businesses. I brand small businesses from the ground up. So if you're starting a property management company, for example, we would go in and do a full brand for you. We would get your logos, your fonts, your color palettes. We would be talking about what marketing pieces you need, what social media graphics that you needed to be uh, to help you get off the ground and running on a, on a great foot. Um, we would talk copywriting. We would find that brand voice, you know, talk about your superpowers, as I said, with your personality and things like that. And then uh, my goal is is 360 degree service. So we design it together. We talk about how to use it. I can educate you on how to use it. I have e-courses. I have a private Facebook group that's launching in March for all sorts of business tips. Again, 360 degrees. Um, and things like that. So, and then I do have a whole service print facility as far as being able to get printed marketing pieces to you production wise um, as well. So my goal for my clients is a one-stop shop where they don't have to worry about anything when it comes to, um, you know, branding and marketing that they're going to get all the resources, tools, tips, and tricks that they need uh, to go run a successful uh, business. So I love what I do. I love who I design for and work for. And, um, Small business, working with small businesses is just hugely rewarding. Awesome. And do you only work with people in Oklahoma or do you go um, across the entire country? I do not. I, I work across the entire country. I have worked um, with clients in currently Oregon to Florida, Hawaii to Delaware. I mean, all over. I've worked with people who live in Canada, Australia. No, that's, again, the beauty of social media. That's the beauty of on having an online-based business is that uh, I've been so fortunate to work and meet some, work with and meet some wonderful people from all um, across the globe. In fact, the girl who designed my website uh, lives in Portugal. So it's just, a, it's a fun way to connect with people. And no, I do, I, I definitely work with people from all over and it's a it's a very fun experience to get to know people and hear about their stories and what they do and um be able to meet people from from everywhere awesome and how should people find you so um social media <laughs> uh, my uh i'm very active on social media facebook instagram i'm with you i'm just now dipping the toe 
uh, into the TikTok <laughs> waters, but you can. <laughs> uh, and then I have a website, which is just trustourdesigns.com. It has all of my services on there, my pricing, my menu. Uh, I talk about the process of branding on there. So you get a full picture of how we go through the process. Um, and it talks about all the other services um, that I offer in gear toward my small business uh, clients. Uh, and then of course, you can always contact me through email as well. So those are the primary ways to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you, Aaron, so much for joining us and sharing all your insights. I really appreciate the time you spent with us. Thank you, RJ. I appreciate it. I had so much fun today. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And to all my listeners and viewers, I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the PMP podcast. Um, be sure to follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, on all the various places we have. Of course, also on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. We're going to be um, on all these places. And I want to thank you again for just being part of this as this uh, podcast. So thank you so much. We'll see you again in the next episode.